Psst. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you. Cut! I heard you were craving a new D&D podcast to obsess over. Cast Party is exactly what you're looking for. Picture this, Hollywood meets fantasy, as cast and crew members from an LA film set are whisked away to the enchanting realm of Vendrea. It all starts with a spell, a single line from a movie script, triggering a mind-bending plane shift that transports our party from a movie set to a world of magic monsters and mayhem. Join us as the cast and crew navigate this new reality, armed with powers they still don't know how to comprehend. Immerse yourself in this fully sound designed podcast and enjoy the mishaps, the magic, and the unexpected friendships that form as they journey through a land they thought only existed in movies. If you're craving an adventure that is the perfect balance of comedy and tragedy, Cast Party is your next must-listen podcast. Find us on all major podcast platforms. Don't miss out on your new favorite D&D podcast. And action! Hello and welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a critical hit to your brain. It <laughs> remains a critical hit to your brain. <laughs> whatever that means, it means whatever you want it to. I'm Jane Douglas. I play Prudence the Tiefling Warlock and I'm joined by Mike Channel. Hello, I play Egbert the Dragonborn Paladin. And this is a D&D podcast where we listen to recordings of D&D sessions by the Oxventurers Guild. That's us. Yes. Today we're listening to Sect Appeal Part 2. The devastating second and final act of that hot mess. It gets hotter and it gets messier. That's, That's your right. guarantee. <laughs> At least 50 to 60% hotter and messier yep. in the second part. Uh, before that, though, let's catch up, Mike. How's it going? It's been a Good. while. Yeah, it has been a while. I had a bit of time I mean, it's been a off. while since you've been on the podcast. Yeah. Like, I literally spoke to you about an hour ago. That's so. true, yes. <laughs> to be but in clear. The fi- in, in the fiction, in the in the universe of the podcast, we haven't seen each other in weeks. Correct. Weeks. And what have you been doing in that time? Uh, took a bit of time off, and I've been playing Resident Evil Village as well, as, as I think we all have been. Is that what it's... you took the time off to do? No, I took the time off to do other things, but one of the things I did was play Resident Evil Village. And it's good. good. I'm enjoying it. Like, I, you know, Resident Evil 7, good game, obviously, but I'm not really into that kind of like saw with insects and gross stuff vibe that it has. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like, it's just a horrible environment to spend time in. It's depressing. There's bugs everywhere. Everything's rusty. Everything's gross. You have to <laughs> okay. reach in toilets for stuff. So now you've put the boot in on Resident Evil 7. Tell me what you like about Resident Evil Village. Well, I like the fact that it is more that kind of like Baroque fairy tale horror with vampires and werewolves. It turns out that's what I wanted from a Resident Evil game. And uh, yeah, I love I, I love the way it looks. I, it's got that beautiful castle. I've not played like that far into it but i have gotten to the castle and i'm sort of on my way out of that area now and um yeah i just love it i love it I, that sort of more yeah fantastical fairy tale vibe that it's got going on i'm sure at the end it will all turn out to have been 
an umbrella experiment, but for the moment, it's it's spooky fairy tale horrors like vampires and werewolves, and I love it. It's definitely a different flavour, like a different genre almost of horror, while still being very scary in parts. I find it less harrowing, like you say, it's less grungy, mm. less um, yeah, less hostile, less sore, exactly, and more campy goth sort of horror exactly i do find it less scary than like resident evil remake but that's because i wasn't like weirdly attracted to mr x so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like actually it's fine if i get got um but no all jokes aside it is like it is less scary i think i agree that said you and i mike i'm only a little bit further on than you i'm i think i'm maybe an hour or two ahead of you and having spoken to andy who has completed the game it gets way scarier i think it okay it has all these different areas not to spoil it if you're planning on playing the game but um there's a lot more to it i think than what you've seen in the mm. trailers what you maybe have seen in the previews i think they've been quite canny about holding a lot back and i think what remains to be explored for you and i um does get scarier so mm. let's Hold our horses on the judgment of how scary this game is or is not. But the castle stuff, which I think is the stuff people are familiar with at this point, is like just amazingly like scary but campy but funny something yeah. at one point something like violent so violent and sudden and outrageous <laughs> happened that I I was horrified and I laughed because it was so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And also it wasn't like grim and grungy in the way that Seven was. It was actually cartoonishly just like audaciously violent i know exactly what you're talking about it is an amazing moment i love that i really love that and it's still got that amazing that amazing engine that does first person horror like low light visuals so well so beautiful so good and also i think first person i i know some people like long for the days of third person resident evil and that's resident evil for them but i think the language of horror right now is like first person horror is so closely like aligned with found footage Mm that it's just ideal. Like, I don't think you can get away from first person being like the ideal way to emulate modern, like pop culture horror right now. And so the very beginning of Resident Evil Village, before you really get to the castle, when it is just extremely dark and spooky and you have no idea what's going on and there are things that go bump in the night. And it it is exactly a playable found footage like indie horror yeah kind of like budget indie horror because it's not in a gigantic or you know baroque castle at that point it's funny you should mention the things that go bump in the night because i think the sound design is something that really struck me it's incredible there's all these like pings and creaks and noises and you just find yourself constantly like checking yourself and wondering whether that's something coming for you it's it's so well done i'm not even playing with like fancy surround sound i can only imagine how horrifying it is with like a really really good uh surround sound system but yeah all the time these just little like creaks and groans and you're like is that intentional am i meant to be scared by that or is it just me bumping into something um, even the, the bloody merchant occasionally clears his throat in a way that is very <laughs> menacing and really spooks me out. The worst part, though, is that any time you pick up an item, it, it plays a horror sting and it puts yes. you on edge every single time. Like, I can't get item. mad at Resident Evil for doing that. That is so I pick up some rusted scrap and it's like... And it's, like <laughs> <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's, um, it's more about maintaining that constant anxiety and stress. Yeah. And who would have thought that's something I'm seeking out in my gaming life? Uh, yeah, there's definitely that that tension constantly fed by like, ah, pick up an <laughs> item. That's not a very good impression of the item sound. And uh, Lady D, Lady Dim- Dimitrescu, she's everything I hope for and more. I 
can't get over how amazing it is every time she ducks under a door, just like gracefully yeah, so cool. ducks under a door that's a, a good three or four foot too short for her. I love how she has multiples of her dress like hanging in her bedroom. Yeah, just <laughs> it's to like creep she you has out. one outfit and it's just a mannequin of a Lady D sized mannequin with the one dress. She wears just one outfit forever. Yeah. She's iconic in that way. She's chosen a style that works for her and that's all she's going to wear. There's a bit, uh, a cutscene bit that I think has been used in quite a few trailers, so I don't mind spoiling it apologies if you do mind but um she has an angry phone call and then she picks up her entire like dresser and like yeah. smashes it against the wall and it's it's glorious the facial animation is incredible as well you know yes. I, I think her in particular really more so than any of the other well because she's so expressive game. it's a, yeah. she's wearing a, a sort of like quite a dramatic face of makeup mm. and i think even from a very great distance because occasionally she'll be like um, hoving over the staircase towards <laughs> yeah. you and you can read her face her like terrifying face from a distance because it's it's like very high contrast and um, yeah. with like the dramatic eye makeup and the dramatic lipstick and the very pale skin mm. um, it's so readable and and so like stark from a distance and in a way that like Mr X is just kind of a blank you know, he's yeah. scary in his own way because he's unreadable, but like mm. she is very readable because she's constantly shouting at you about how mad she is at you, <laughs> which <laughs> is great, a different yeah. kind of intimidating. I love it. I love it so much. It's very, very cool. I'm so glad we've got it. And, you know, in, in a time where a lot of games are being delayed by, you know, the, the past year of uncertainty and, and sort of uh, remote working and things like that, I'm really thankful that we've got it bang on time basically and and a mm. time when there aren't that many other things out at the moment or at least it feels like we've had a bit of a fallow period i know mass effects on the way and things like that but i have played those games before i will play them again obviously but, but you're um, hungry for new experiences yeah if you're listening to this podcast on friday when it comes out the day it comes out then today is also the launch day of resident evil village mm. So good news for Get you if that's something you're planning on playing. Get into that It village. is very stressful though. And I'm glad you mentioned the sound design because that's something that um, that struck me too. I think it's weird, isn't it? Like good sound design often like doesn't make itself obvious and you don't want sound to be obtrusive in a bad no. way. But if it is good, often it just kind of fades into the background. But this is a yeah. real case of it being absolutely vital to the stress and anxiety of that that horror game which is is cool like if it's notable in a good way that's quite rare in terms of audio i think mm. what else have you been doing or has it mostly been resident evil village for you uh well the other thing i was doing was on outside extra if you're yes. again listening to this on friday i think yes. it will go up either today or in the next couple of days sunday but i believe i'm sunday. looking at my planner and i believe ellen plans on publishing this video you're about to describe on sunday and it is it is me driving my actual racing car in an actual racing game. So there's this racing game called Automobilista. Uh, it's a really, really cool game. It's made by a Brazilian development team. They you really have punch to say it again and slower for me. Automobilista 2. It begins, okay, good. begins with an A. And I and everyone else thanks a, you. Um, Automobilista. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Has so, it got ballistas in it? No. <laughs> it's cars or versus siege <laughs> weaponry. No ballistas, automo or otherwise. Um, <laughs> I, I got in contact because they've got my model of car in the game. And I thought, well, you know, maybe they, they'd put my sort of colours in. And that'd be a really cool little addition. And they did exactly that and sort of went above and beyond, actually, and, and almost perfectly replicated my, my race car as it was raced back in 2018. So, um, yeah, so it's in the game now. It's not like paid DLC or anything. If you own the game, you you own that car. 
Um, and so we decided to drive it on Outside Extra. How would you find it in the car? In, sorry, how would you find it in the game? Do you just search Mike Channel car? No, no, no. It's a, You have to look for a Ginetta G40, which is the type of car it is. And then you look for the number 28 livery and that's my car. And it's got my name it's on the back of it. your livery is the number 28. And it's got your name on it. Amazing. Flashback for people who weren't already aware, which will be some. Um, what about you having a race car? Oh, yeah. So um, a few years ago, I, I fulfilled a lifelong dream of becoming a racing driver um, and I bought a racing car, which I still own. I'm very fortunate to still own it. Um, but yeah, I did a, a whole season of racing uh, in 2018 in tracks around the UK. And uh, you popped along to the last round, right? At Brands Hatch. I did. Sat in the sun yeah. and watched me not crash my car, which was, it was a lovely sunny race a day. Good result. Yeah. You watched you go round and around, yeah, which is racing, as I understand. That is it. racing, yeah. You go round and round until someone waves a flag, basically. <laughs> That's it. Down to the nitty gritty of racing. That is exactly what it All is. All right, so. I'm in. And now that car is available in the game, which is. Say it again. Automobilista 2. Yeah, Auto so check it out. Automobilista 2, and you can drive. You too can drive it. Yeah. Did you choose the livery yourself, or was it? Did, did you get the car and then say, "I want a stripe here"? Describe the livery. No, it's so it's blue stripes, but it was actually it was a previously loved racing car, uh, and it okay. already had the blue stripes on it. And in theory, I could have put something different on it, but I thought it looked quite cool, so I just sort of left it as is. So it's it's quite a straightforward like you know paint job basically. But uh, in theory, if I got some, if I actually went out there and got some sponsors, I could, I could sort of change it up and put a, you know, a different color scheme on it and stuff. I suppose I could make it outside Xbox green next time I go racing. I could wrap the entire thing in green and put outside Xbox logos. And we on. could sponsor your racing car. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I think that's I probably a snake eating itself, isn't it? Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't go as far as to... <laughs> exactly. The ideal is you get other people to pay for it. Right, but, um... right, right. This is the economy of racing. I know. I've seen Netflix. I watch yeah, Drive F1 to Survive. Drive yeah. to survive. <laughs> You've seen so those you need meetings. like a Red Bull or a Monster Energy. Yeah. Or um, what, what's what's on there a few rungs below Monster Energy these days? Oh, probably like oh, I don't know, Rockstar Energy or, or like something a, like that. Or... Yeah, supermarket owned brand energy yeah, drinks. Sainsbury's like Blue Bolt. Tesco Value Energy. Yeah. Drink. yeah, there you go. Maybe Blue Bolt wants to put a a, a bolt on your car. With its the energy drink I'd like to be sponsored by is Yorkshire Tea because that's the energy drink I drink the most. Okay. So, well, if you're listening and you happen to be in marketing PR or for marketing Yorkshire for Yorkshire Tea, then what an amazing surprise. What a, what a serendipitous occasion to find you here. And also, please sponsor Mike's car. <laughs> Describe the car for me again. It's a, it's a white car. It's a Ginetta. It is, it's a Ginetta G40. G40. Yeah. And it's got like a big blue stripe down it. It's got big two, big, blue two big two. Blue, dark blue stripes. Yeah. Well, that's fun, and you're gonna you're gonna be racing it with Luke and Ellen on Sunday. Or yes. People can watch you racing. You'll see it. that video. Yeah, it is uh, a very weird experience to see a vehicle I know so well in a video mm. game, but it's thoroughly pleasant, and it was really lovely of the the guys who are very busy. Like I said, it's quite a small team, and they punch above their weight in terms of the quality of the stuff they produce. So it's amazing that they managed to squeeze out time to indulge my ridiculous fantasies of having my car in a in a racing game. It's it's a good game as well. It's not even like a it's not even a bad racing game. It's a very good racing game. Is it a is, sim? I assume it's a sim. Yeah, it's, it's sort of sim. Of a... You could play it on a controller if you wanted, but it is it's okay. more on the sim side. So. Right, right, right. Oh, good times. Hmm. Okay. How about you? What, have you been up to anything else? What I've been up to, Mike, is noticing in the back of your Zoom shot. Yes. Is that an arcade cabinet? It might be. How long has that been there? I mean, obviously, since the start of this call, and I just yes. haven't paid enough attention. But I can see over Mike's shoulder, there is a, a Golden Axe It is a Golden Axe cabinet? Revenge of Death Adder cabinet. Let me tilt my camera. Is that what you took a week off for? To play no, Golden Axe on I your built, arcade okay. cabinet? Well, I built that last night. But yeah, I, I guess it's in keeping with the Oxventure fancy theme. But yeah, that is you a. You built it. 
Well, it's it comes like flat pack furniture. Oh, right. It's, it's, okay. Uh, there's a company called Arcade One Up, and their genius is is not so much flat pack furniture. It's like licensing all the stuff you absolutely adored from being a kid. So there's like they do a Ninja Turtles arcade machine, which is those old Ninja Turtles arcade games. They do like Golden Axe. They do all these other things. And so um, I've been talking for a while about getting an arcade cabinet. So describe the cabinet because this is not a visual podcast. It is a three-quarter scale, so it's not quite as big as the original uh, arcade cabinet with four controller points so that you can play four-player beat-em-up games. And it contains five games, which is quite nice. So it's got uh, Revenge of Death Adder, which is a sequel to Golden Axe that never came out on home consoles ever. Uh, so that's quite cool. And it's got the original arcade Golden Axe, which you'll remember from Sega Genesis or Mega Drive as a classic beat-em-up. And then it's got Altered Beast. Don't know if you remember yes. that one. Yes, I do. Um, and uh, a game called Wrestle War, which no one remembers and no one really cares about. Oh, and Shinobi. You remember Shinobi, right? The ninja one. Yes. Yeah, that's vaguely. The five. That's the fun. Well, it looks cool. I like the it, art it's, on the cabinet. Uh, it yeah. like is, I was expecting, I'll be completely honest, something a lot more flimsy and a lot more like a child's toy, but actually it's super substantial. Yeah, it's got the a artwork, big burly golden axe dude on yeah. it. Yeah. Flexing uh, in a loincloth. Yeah, there's like a horse lady. There's a centaur horse lady thing. Yep. But it, I, I was expecting it to be quite flimsy and it's actually very robust and and quite a bit larger than i was expecting <laughs> um, so it's good it's good it's per- it like it is that arcade experience of sort of standing at an arcade cabinet which you know is not necessarily familiar to everyone but is very very nostalgic for me do you so, have to slouch a bit because it's three-quarter size it's actually the the panel the control panel height is is it's sort of normal height. that expect, makes sense so. that does make sense i wonder if we are painting an accurate or inaccurate picture of you mike as a man who has both a race car and a brand new arcade cabinet in Living his the home. dream? Is that what you're, is that what you're referring sounds, to? It really or, does sound like that. Or which is Arrested great. Development. It's <laughs> one, one of the, the two, two, isn't it? Maybe yeah. both. Yeah. Wow. That's the dream. Okay. Cool. But yeah, it's cool. I've always wanted one. Like, I've got a great fondness for the old arcade um, experience. Because at the time, when I was a kid, you'd go to the arcade to play the games you couldn't play at home. And now you buy an arcade cabinet for your home to play games that are significantly worse than the ones you can play at home. <laughs> yeah, you've got a PS5. Old. You've got an Xbox Series X. Exactly, yeah. Why are you playing Golden Axe on a three-quarter size arcade cabinet? Okay, in fact, there's no sponsor for this week. Ah, so I'm okay. giving you the next 30 seconds. This is a gift to you, Mike. So you need to make your pitch for your car, for your, for your racing sponsor. What? How would you like to sponsor a uh, racing driver of deeply average talent um, driving probably uh, one of the lowest rung championships in the UK? Uh, There's no television exposure. There's no uh, Drive to Survive documentary. But I feel like you're building something. <laughs> Bring it home. No, I, I think I've run out of... No, it's just a bad idea. <laughs> All right, do some fun race car noises. <laughs> brum, maybe that'll sell. <laughs> brum, brum. Are, are you sold yet? Do you do want an to impression me? of your Ginetta G40. <laughs> That's basically what it sounds like. It goes um, brum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm bad at, bad at sponsorship. All right, well... If you're good for talking about race cars and Resident Evil Village, why don't we go and have a listen to Sector Peel Part 2 and then return after the episode to talk about what we thought about Post-match it. analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see yeah, you yeah, then. yeah. I'll see you on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
fix Davy with a stare and I say, Davy, I've never been popular, but I have been lonely. <laughs> it seems that popularity is the greatest loneliness of all. Anyway, into the cave. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's find this sorrel and get out. It is slow going. Please make me a dex. Um, I guess this would be acrobatics because you're kind of, you're trying not to step on bones just in case you make a big snapping noise. Critical one, Johnny. Uh-oh. <laughs> you jump into a pile of bones making an enormous snapping noise. Wow. So the other two rolled pretty well, so they're like daintily like... Yeah, it's all that footwork they do it. I bet at they're practice. so glad you came along, Dom. Maybe I was too busy fixing Davy with the significant look that I just stacked You're like, it. Let's go get let's go do this and you trip over your jacket <laughs> into a pile of bones. Yeah. There is a, a clatter. I become trapped in a rib cage. Yeah. Um bone fragments fly off and hit other rib cages and play a sort of weird xylophone tune. And from the far end of the cave, you just hear uh, something stir, kind of go. All right, Jen, Davey, Davey, you really screwed ready. this one up. Uh, they have they have completely frozen. There is a, a long pause, and nothing else is heard. And they're like, "Get up!" They whisper, "Get up!" and don't do that again. I I gingerly get up. <laughs> Um, they start to pick their way forward. Um, make me another dex acrobatics check, please. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> okay, well, that's a 16. Much better. You start to pick your way through, um, and then uh, it looks like they're going to keep going because their vision is not as good as yours, but you see uh, something ahead in the darkness that is kind of hunched over um, and it hasn't seen you yet. It's not seen anyone, but it's kind of, it's got its head up and it's listening. Um, it is humanoid. It's basically, it's like the, the body of a man with some key differences. Number one, it has a, a very long tail that ends in sort of uh, barbs that intermittently drip a thick viscous liquid uh, onto the floor um, from about its its skin is a sort of pale blue color and from about the chest up you start to get a lot of uh, shaggy hair uh, and its head is like a goat's head but with very long ears um, and it looks horribly diseased a Beulazau. I would have said <laughs> Beulazau. Oh, okay. A Beulazau. This is a, a Beulazau. Um, and it is on guard. Around it, um, there is... Uh, there are a lot of bones, obviously, but there is also a sort of an area that's been swept clear. In this area, there are some um, mushrooms that give off a faint glow. And underneath, you see little plants have like basically it seems like this thing has brought soil in from the outside and is tending a little garden with these oh. glowing mushrooms to replace the sunlight um and it's growing these weird little sort of almost tenderly bud like hibiscusy type little tiny plants okay um so it what's that what i mean we can't see we can't see that far marilyn i i think i think at this point unfortunately okay. 
So it sounds it sounds like it looks absolutely gross, but Johnny, I think you used the word humanoid. Yes. Cast calm emotions. No. Is there a is there an intelligence or wisdom threshold for this? For calm emotions. Yeah. Uh. You each humanoid in a twenty foot radius sphere centered on a point must make a charisma saving throw. A creature can choose to fail this saving throw if it wishes. If a creature fails its saving throw, choose one of the following two effects, and then it's calmed. This is a demon. Yeah. Okay. So not famously oh, calmable. It's demons. got arms and legs in that. But it right. is it is a demon. Like it's okay. human this is, shaped. Diplomatic this is human it seems like diplomatic solutions have been exhausted. Um, <laughs> I use cast, I cast message down the down towards the end of the rope where Dob is, and I'm like, yeah. how's it going? How's it going down there? I cast a magical message in the direction of Dob. I beam the message back. Prudence. Yes. There's something here. Yes. It's called a Bathsheba. Beulazel. A Beulazel. A Beulazel. Okay. Have you ever, I think I don't what, think Dob would know that. I think Dob oh, can okay. describe it. You're right. Sorry. Okay. okay. Right. Let me just let me describe it. Okay. It. Okay. First picture a man. Got it. Easy. I'm a good-looking, a good-looking man. Oh, hey, but, hello. But what, hey, what are you doing down there? <laughs> but there's some twists. Oh. Like it's got a tail. It's got okay. a goat's head. Oh. It's kind of blue. There's okay. a lot of shaggy fur, and it's tending a little garden. Does this oh, sound like anything you've ever read about? Got a lot going on. Yeah, it's um, busy. I, I, um, obviously, with my um, my aptitude for Arcana, I would like to try and try and match that description. Please do with something I know about. Please do. And that is uh, an 11 plus a three. So 14, yeah. Great, perfect. Okay, here are the things you know about a Beulazel. Um, You don't want to get near it. Um, if you are within 30 foot of this thing, you'll start taking necrotic damage. Oh, damn. You could start oh. taking necrotic damage. Oh, okay. Um, um, dob, Dob. <clears throat> yes. I cast message down the rope again. Um, yes, Mary, how right. many feet would you say you are away from this creature, which is a Beulazar, you'll be interested to know? About 30.2? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's just splendid, because you'll start rotting if you get any closer. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, a, all right. it's a demon, Dob. It's a bloody demon. It's okay. bad news. So, like, this demon is bad and an enemy, right? Is oh, it, is... yeah. It's well, not I mean, a thing to be reasoned with. Traditionally, you don't want to get hit by that tail at all. Prudence, okay. ask Dob if he can see the sorrel. Oh, um, Dob, can you can you see anything that's like a black sorrel-looking thing? That's a bingo x-ray. It seems to be growing all over the floor over here. It's kind of like glowing softly. This must be what we're after, right? I mean, that doesn't sound... I mean, okay, I described the glowing softly um, flora to Merylwyn. Does this sound like black sorrel to you? It's like a kind of glowy, softly, mushroomy looking thingy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah like it's it. this is like very commonly known to, to to people in the druidic folk. Um, this is yeah, he's got a grow operation. Um, some druids look look down on this sort of thing, yeah. and they'll even invade homes to stop it happening. <laughs> but um, have you heard the ballad of Breaking Bad? But. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as long as you as basically because these mushrooms also give off a lot of heat as long as you can mask the heat signature well enough yeah 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 then that's and then fine and okay. a cave is perfect because it's not going to generate enough heat to melt the snow off the top of the mountain is it oh, so it's no, fine. 
Um, nope, okay. that, that's an affirmative, good buddy. It's definitely, yeah, Roger Wilco, uh, Black Thor, Sorrel. Yeah. Okay, okay so I've got, I've got an idea. Okay. If anyone wants to hear it. Yes, yes Corazon. Ask Chet if he wants to hear it. Chet, do you want to hear it? All right, hang on. Hang on. Uh, no, Corazon. Or is it not cool enough for you, Chet? Corazon, you need to tell Prudence to ask me to ask Chet. Ask Dob to ask Chet if my idea is cool enough to hear. Dob. Yes. Yes. Can you ask Chet? Yeah. Can you ask say Chet? What? Can you say Chet hi? Um, Chet if... hi. I've got Prudence on the line. <laughs> nope. Corazon no Chet. wants to Hang know on. If on. Chet likes him. That's not what I said, Prudence. <laughs> um, Corazon wants to know if you like him, Chet. What does Chet say, Johnny? He says, now really the time he was, says, sorry. Right, he says, now right. is really the time to declare my feelings. <laughs> All right, here's the plan. All right, so you said we can't, get, the plan. we can't get 30 feet within near the guy or we're going to start necrotizing, yeah. which is obviously bad. Yeah. But by cool coincidence, the range on my mage hand is 30 feet. Okay. okay. So I could come so. up to where you guys are, use uh -huh. my invisible hand. We could grab the sorrel we sorrel. need, pick some yeah. sorrel. And then we can we can get out of there. I feel like if the thing's whole deal is tending the garden, then it's going to notice. So oh, we can how about some this? Some kind of distraction. Yeah, a distraction. What? The other direction. We have a lot of rope. Could we fashion some sort of net? <gasps> yes. Right. And, we and, brought a yes. lot of rope, and we're going to need to use that rope, otherwise we're going to look like chumps. So oh. <laughs> why? No, we don't. We want to spend the... our rope budget, or we won't get more rope. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> This we quarter's don't want the rope budget is. <laughs> we don't want the goat-headed demon to know we're here. If we try and rope him up, he'll know for sure. He's gonna notice if his plants go. I think rope and mage hand, and you can silently throw a rope no. net over something. He will know though. How is a rope net on him? Yeah. yeah. How are you gonna secure the net? Doesn't this is a terrible idea. Is... Okay. All right. All right. All right. I if like Corazon's plan, but what if we add a, an element of? cheese it so that like Corazon is ready with the mage hand. Okay. I sprint in. What? Past, no, no, no. But quickly, so I take minimal damage past <laughs> the demon. The demon's like, what? Hair's off chasing me. Meanwhile, Corazon grabs a thing. I lead the demon on a merry dance. Uh, lose him easily oh. in the network of caves. Okay. Uh, double back and meet you all for... for oh, he lives here. <laughs> Yeah, he lives here. <laughs> also, I suspect demons are probably quite quick at running. I see uh, no problems with this plan. I could try casting just... sleep. Sleep applies to creatures, not just humanoids. What a weird thing for Dob to say, but Does, doesn't it, doesn't it, doesn't it <laughs> last could... for like twenty seconds or something? A minute, minute. Right? no, a minute. Yeah, he's how long? Have, we... He's going to have like a million hit points, and it's all based on his hit points. Stop not to get bad meta. It's uh, not based on his hit points. Chet, Chet whispers back, what are hit points? Uh, it's absolutely based on hit points. Well, yeah, but we don't know how many he has. Also, I might roll incredibly high. I probably will. We just get 30 feet close to him, throw mm -hmm. a rock over him. When he turns around, I'll mage hand some sorrel out of there. He'll investigate right. the rock, realize that nothing's wrong, and then we cheese it with the sorrel. All right, I like the plan. Yeah, I like that plan more. I'm going to make my right. net anyway out of the rope because I've not... I'm going to just back do up, it. Yeah, back, back up. up. Back up. Backup plan. Egbert forward. has a net. Um, <laughs> I want to creep forward with Corazon. What's she doing get... here? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to creep forward with Corazon because my detect magic works, I think, at 30 foot. So if I get up there, then I can use detect magic and see if there are any traces of my um, my old baby and my book children. Prudence, mm -hmm. maybe you could climb up onto the ceiling. 
Oh, Ooh. I could spider climb. Yes, that's a, I, obviously by message. Yes, Dob, that's a fabulous idea. I think I might spider climb. Sorry, um, I was talking to Chet. So, uh, repeat, Prudence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spider climb. Yeah, I'm gonna use spider climb to kind of invert, and then we'll have, we'll be a bit more spread out if the demon decides to spray us all with dissolving Acid. poison. Acid. Yeah. yeah. What are Chet cool. and um, Davy bringing to the party? Well, Chet is whispering back to Darb like, yeah, sure, but does he like 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 me? Because like, I mean, like Wills and I were pretty casual about it, but like, <laughs> oh my god, I gotta be, you know, I gotta it's be. Good sure. job. I can't hear this conversation. I say, um, look, Chet, man, life's too short. You've got you to gotta put it all on the line. And yeah, you might get hurt, but that's part of growing up. I, you know? I, no, I'm willing to risk it. I just don't want to hurt Wills. You know? Oh, uh, look, Wills will understand. Wills knows that the heart is a, an, an organ, a powerful organ. <laughs> and oh it God. beats to the tune of love. <laughs> While while I'm saying this, while I'm saying this, I look around on the ground for a really aerodynamic looking skull to to hurl down the passageway. Uh yeah, sure. You you find one. Um there's a very there is what is it the skull of? It's the skull of clearly in life it was some kind of like ball. <laughs> like an orange or something. I was gonna say it was like a big bird, like a oh, like yeah. a mega condor. So it's like a like it's more like a duck. Yeah. I think. How did a mega condor die in here? Demon. All yeah. Right. Have you seen this thing? It's giant and <laughs> terrifying. Okay. All right. Um, Prudence, do you do you read me? I read you. I read you, Dob. Okay. Uh, are you are you in? Did you say how's it hanging? Because you're hanging above us in position. Yes, I'm directly above you right now. That was a pretty cool quip, bearing that in mind. <laughs> okay, yeah. I am also in position, 30 feet I'm actually from upside the down Bellazelle. on the stalactite. Okay. I'm gripping onto the um, stalactites with spider climb. Maybe okay. a dex, uh, dex uh, stealth check, please, Corazon. Just to... Okay. That's what I should have done before, dex stealth, to get through uh, the vines. 19 plus uh, yeah. 4 plus... Oh, you're like a cat. Like That's you don't me. even get near the bones. You're just like ding, 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 uh, all the way through. Yeah, you are in position. Okay, right. so if this all goes south, Chet, Davy, you guys run back and get help. I guess is that something that they could helpfully do if it goes south? We won't need them well, if it goes north. They've still got rope tied around them, right? No, or, or is all the rope in Egbert's net now? I think we've got enough no, rope that Egbert your, has a net. Yeah, you've still got your rope connected to you guys, but I've got a net okay. as well. Okay. But yeah, Jen, sorry. just the last few minutes, Egbert basically has dug out his old mace and his cursed mace, uh, and <laughs> he's cast on and knitted <laughs> a net out of it's rope. It's big. It's big. It's yeah. It's like it doesn't look twee. It looks like he. I mean, like it's it's as like like muscly and as as like mask as if he was hitting a, a molten piece <laughs> of metal with a hammer. Like he's just he's knitted this net out of, like just with sheer force of will and mace. Yeah. Yes. Same. Nice. So I've got I've got my net. I'm ready. All right, Dob. Ready to throw the skull far and away from us. Yep. And does everyone know what's happening if 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 this does everyone know what plan B is? Cheese it, always. Cheese it. You know plan what? Plan why would we plan for failure? I throw the rock I throw the skull. <laughs> okay. Uh power just of positive thinking and also. Make me a dex. A skull. Check and don't biff it. Seventeen plus five. I would say that's unbiffed. Yeah. 
like a mega condor like it's like the mega condor has come back to life <laughs> uh it it gets one last flight before Aww. it explodes on stalag <laughs> okay stalagmites way in what back a romantic in the description johnny <laughs> but the <laughs> but the um what can i say <laughs> the uh turns and like roars it's kind of like a cross between a roar and a goat bleating like, <laughs> and it leaps off into the darkness quick as a flash i activate mage hand and scoop mm -hmm. up a handful of black sorrel great okay also so, quick as a flash i use detect magic to see if there's any trace of my my, my various cursed children nothing ah dang it okay um all right do i have the sorrel yes and you can also hear the sound of a bula's owl just smashing around the place. All right. Um, these things can actually see excellently in the darkness. Um, however, it, I think it assumes that whatever it is is hiding. So okay. it is turning its layer upside down. Time to get out of here, guys, I think. What do you yeah. say yeah. we make a yeah. chat? Maybe you could go and hold off the bullets out while we escape. <laughs> Dude, what? Over our cheese retreat. it. Everyone cheese it. No, I'm, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Let's go. <laughs> As we back up, I use prestidigitation to just cast the the image of a like a little little rabbit on the floor, so that if the Bulazau comes comes back and is still looking, it'll be like maybe it was a rabbit that made the noise. Everyone, just make me one stealth check to get out of here. Dex stealth, please. All right. To escape the Bulazau. Uh oh. Uh, Nineteen. Plus. Seventeen. Nice. What is stealth? Oh, I rolled a 17. <laughs> what is stealth? What, what am stealth? <laughs> what am don't hurt me. <laughs> you I rolled a three, so I feel like I probably just fell off the ceiling or something. <clears throat> something okay. lame. Oh, so you roll what? Sorry. I rolled a three. I think it's. I think it's bad. I think that's bad. That is when, bad. You do. If fall I know off things the about numbers. I fall Good off job. The I did this rabbit thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Have you, I mean, everyone remembers the ballad of the King of the Lions and yeah. how, <laughs> oh, how, his, no. how his father went to Flaylin. Yeah. Um, oh, that is basically, <laughs> that is basically what happens to you, um, oh. Prudence. Prudence. No. Use inspiration. It's oh. a bit late now. Oh. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, tis canon. Tis canon now. <laughs> hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever. It's back and waiting for you. Cut! I heard you were craving a new D&D podcast to obsess over. Cast Party is exactly what you're looking for. Picture this, Hollywood meets fantasy, as cast and crew members from an LA film set are whisked away to the enchanting realm of Vendrea. It all starts with a spell, a single line from a movie script, triggering a mind-bending plane shift that transports our party from a movie set to a world of magic, monsters, and mayhem. 
Join us as the cast and crew navigate this new reality, armed with powers they still don't know how to comprehend. Immerse yourself in this fully sound designed podcast and enjoy the mishaps, the magic, and the unexpected friendships that form as they journey through a land they thought only existed in movies. If you're craving an adventure that is the perfect balance of comedy and tragedy, Cast Party is your next must-listen podcast. Find us on all major podcast platforms. Don't miss out on your new favorite D&D podcast. And action! I'm going to go uh, back. I'm going to go back for prudence because I've got uh, I've got a trick up my sleeve if anything happens. Okay. So I'm going to go back. <clears throat> also Let's a just net. Say it'll be a net gain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, net well, me, the, net me up. The Bielazau, uh net me up. <laughs> the the Bielazau, net uh, me up inside. I can't net up. <laughs> Nami! <laughs> oh dear. The Bulazau is charging toward uh, Prudence's. Uh, toward Prudence. Okay. Uh, I, what I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to use uh, Turn the Faithless, which is uh, some ancient words that are painful to fiends and fae. They run away, apparently. Oh, nice. Sick. Bam. Oh wow! This is some proper like paladin energy. This is some actual. Yeah. This is some actual paladin stuff. Yeah, rather than just throwing bombs at stuff. <laughs> what are the words? Um, please go away, but in like ancient speak. Okay. Um. Great. Do okay. Let me turn the faithless. What's your spell save DC, please? Uh, my spell save DC is fourteen. 14. Well. Uh, Abulazau can see brilliantly in the dark, but why is it is not? So let's see how this does. Hey, I'm thick too. I can relate. I'm very sorry. I don't know if you can oh, see Oh, that's it. a crit! Oh, oh damn! No. Oh, dang! Um, Abulazau! <laughs> so what are, what are the words you say again? Sorry, please go away. <laughs> it, turns, it turns to you and it says... It actually doesn't speak. It looks at you, and inside your head, you you don't speak abyssal, do you? No. Okay. It says something you do not comprehend. However, you still get the strong impression that uh, if you had been able to understand it, you would be extremely upset and maybe even throwing up again. Okay. Uh, it has just said something really coarse to you. Oh, no. Do I have time to I... just sort of hold the net up? <laughs> We're rolling initiative. We have to. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Don't apologize, Prudence. It's my fault. <laughs> Nine. Ten. Uh, oh, wait, plus. no. No? Six. Uh, plus one. Fourteen. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah, mine's Eight. eleven. Eleven is Egbert. Fourteen is Dob. Uh, was that a six? Six, Cor yeah. Corazon. This Eight. is why I don't use spells, you guys. <laughs> It was lovely to see you Prudence. attempting to do a paladin thing. I got an eight, Johnny, an eight. Eight, okay. All right, um, for what it's worth, um, Egbert, you do feel uh, like a, a, a warmth and a sense of righteousness suffuse your body. Um, whether it worked or not, your valiant attempt has pleased the, the purple cow. Oh, that's nice. I'm gonna go um, and get my good dice for this. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, it's no. fine. He's, off. He's acting He's last. Off. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even roll for the for the Bula zone. Oh, A four. Yay! 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 Up yours, Bula 
Doug Parlon Buza. <laughs> okay. Uh, keeping, in keeping with the high school theme. Okay, so um, how far am I from the Bulazar currently? It's a 30-foot range, right, where the necrotic jazz starts to kick off. Yeah. Um, it. You could tell me necrotic jazz was a genre of music, and I would believe you. Oh, a my great God, genre. yeah. <laughs> it's such easy listening, but the lyrics are so disquieting. Um, it, is, it is within... So it is actually basically like it's bearing currently bearing down on prudence. Okay. Uh, I'd say it's about ten foot away from prudence. Also, prudence is already in the danger zone. Oh no, indeed. my flesh! Did Corazon right, well, leave this... his good dice on the ship? And I okay. Well, I would just like to. I would just like to sort of cast my eyes around. Are we in like a narrow cavern? Is there any other features? Uh, it's not there. It's not that big. This is. Um... Uh, how far across is it? It's probably about 25 foot across. Okay. Um, right. I just, f for the record, I think going to get my good dice is now my favourite uh, <laughs> euphemism for having a slash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's definitely what's happening, isn't it? Okay, here's what's happening then. And I hope everyone's going to be on board. I'm going to... Well, it doesn't matter, it's up to me. <laughs> I, I am going to leap upwards above the... But Bal, one more time. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. The Bulbasaur. Bul Bul also accept Bulbasaur. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to leap directly above the Bulbasaur, and I'm going to grip onto uh, the ceiling, which is you know if I look behind me, I can see is sort of covered in convenient handholds. And then I'm going to bunch myself into a little ball and I'm going to cast Thunderwave so hard that all of the spiky stalactites are going to rain down and like pincushion the, the, the Bulazau. The Bulazau. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Thank you. Um, and Corazon wasn't even here. To catch you up, Corazon, uh, yes. Dot has decided to leap onto the ceiling. Okay. And cast Thunderwave to dislodge a lot of stalactites and make it rain. Right, that's what I would have suggested, yeah. Dead, deadly, <laughs> deadly barbs of, of calcified calcium. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what stalactites are made of. I'm sure there's at least one geologist. But you know they're watching. tight. They are tight. tight. Unless they are mate. Might. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, tell you what, why don't you make me a dex acrobatics check? <laughs> okay. I'm going to use inspiration and roll that again. <laughs> what was it? Just so we know. Three. <laughs> okay. Good use of inspiration. Oh, that fell on the floor. Third time's a charm. Oh, man. Okay. Well. Oh, no. So, like, mm. so that is a 10. That'll do it. Cast me Thunderwave, please. Okay. I think that I think the GM just wants to see this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was pausing for dramatic effect yeah, sure, while I, I thought about how much I wanted it to happen. Yeah, exactly. No, there's no fudge here. So I'm pretty sure I just cast Thunderwave. Um yes. I don't know if like obviously I'm hoping it's the stalactites that'll do the damage, but I guess if the thing is also in the fifteen foot cube, mm -hmm. I would would I roll that as well? Uh well, it's for me to roll. It's a it's a saving throw. Yeah. Um, My spell save DC is seventeen. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say yes, but uh, hey, Prudence. Hey, Johnny. You're rolling with me. Oh dear. 
Yeah, but if it's bearing down on Prudence. Oh, hang on a minute. It was ten. It was ten it's feet ten away. Ten feet away that? from me, and how Sorry. I don't know how tall the ceiling is. Yeah, no, here. you're fine actually. Sorry, I. Whew. In my head, it was right at your feet, but nearly oh, okay. Okay. Not moment. what I said. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right. Be of little faith. It was all planned out. Thunder wave. I need to make a Constitution saving throw. Seventeen. Yeah, you do. Uh, Seventeen. Yeah. Fulazal. Has. Ooh, plus three. Uh, yeah, the Bulazau uh, passed the saving throw, so it is going to take half as much damage. Okay. Uh, so that's 1d8 thunder damage. And okay. it isn't pushed away, which, given the circumstances, is ideal. Is not terrible, yeah. Okay, so the 1d8 is one. But that's just for the thunder wave damage. Yeah, it takes a point of damage. Yeah. I'm going to roll a D100 now. Yay! You dislodged 21 um, stalactites. That's a lot of stalactites. Um, How much damage does a stalactite do? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to roll... Hang on, I'm going to... I might group these so I don't have to roll 21 times. That is not bad. Um, ah. Okay, fifteen stalactites connect with the Bulazal. <laughs> nice. Um, the the one failed. Um, uh, the, as in the sixteenth, rather. Uh, how much damage does a stalactite do? Incalculable. Probably. <laughs> let's let's call it a d6. Please roll me fifteen d6. Whoa! Oh, okay. Roll it. Is this me? Yep. Okay, all right. Uh, or if you someone... want, I, I mean, I do have a pack of 20 D6 on me. Ah. I'm on no, me. No, no, it's cool. I carry them in my pocket. Yeah. They're on my desk. <laughs> it's cool. I can do it. But um, okay. I will shout them out, and I'll just I'll just count the dice rolls, okay? Yeah, that's all fine. Right. We'll, we'll help with maths. All right, maths. Four. Two. Six. Four. Mm-hmm. Six. Two, mm -hmm. six, six, six. Yeah. Six, six, six. <laughs> so metal. Two, three. That's I think metal. I've rolled ten now. Uh huh. One, two, one, three. I think that was fourteen. I got forty-eight. Yeah, same. You needed to roll fifteen. Oh, cool. <laughs> Whoa! Good news. Um, okay. Uh, the Bulazal now looks like a hedgehog. Yeah. And incredibly is not dead. Whoa. But might as well be. It is basically just pinioned. It's like... Ah, oh, so nasty. <sighs> I love it. Um, do you speak... Do you speak Abyssal, Jane? Uh, sorry, I speak Prince. Infernal, but that's a oh, different infernal, dialect, Russell, yeah. isn't it? It's a different demonic thing. Well, I mean, all of you, all of you here, um, all of you here, this this telepathic like scream of of outrage. Um, you are being cursed to the rafters. Needless to say, we are very much out of combat. This thing has two hit points left. Um, I throw uh, the net on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's secured. Um, Can I throw a crossbow at it and kill it? No. <laughs> What? Well, who's, it, whose turn is it? That's the question. Oh, uh, well, okay. Uh, 
it we're would out be of combat. It could be anyone we like. Egbert's yeah. turn. Oh, sorry. Next. Yeah, we're out of combat. Sorry. Kill it, Egbert. <laughs> Throw the net on it. You can totally kill it if you want. I kill it. It's dead. Um, hey! That seems like a kindness because there was a constant stream of abyssal invective penetrating into your minds. <laughs> and from the way Davy's now throwing up, Ooh. you reckon he might have taken the odd necrotic class in bit, a in... bit of no necrotic damage. No, no, the odd class in abyssal. Oh, I oh, see, right. Davy! Oh no, poor Davy! Davy's like, oh. <laughs> oh, Dob, you should comfort da Davy. <laughs> And Davy starts crying. Take him into your oh, large I cast, I cast calm emotions on Davy. <laughs> Great. I'm going to choose to fail that check. Okay. <laughs> so um, what happens? What well, he's calm, presumably. Davy, the danger's passed. What you faced today was more dangerous than any Bulbasaur. What you faced <laughs> what? was letting your friends see your raw emotions. And buddy, you passed that saving throw. I know that term won't mean much to you. But... <laughs> <laughs> little orcish term we have. Little orcish term. Back in, back, back in Orktown. I just but... want to go see Wills. Aww. Thank you for sharing that, Davy. Thank you. He gives you a big hug and sobs into your, your fluffy, fluffy shoulder. <laughs> I whisper Steve Harrington into his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got my... I've... I've got my foot on the boolers out and I say, Dob, write a song about this. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, kill stealing Corazon. <laughs> Excuse, no, wait, wait, no. <laughs> Better song. <laughs> oh, once there was a kill and Corazon stole it, stole it, stole it. Stole it. Stole it. Look, all that's going in the stats. Kill stealing Corazon. Is the Corazon Jor killed Jor the Corazon? Jor Jor Corazon. Up to Corazon. Kill stealing Corazon. <laughs> Did you kill the thing? I killed the thing. <laughs> right. Does anyone want any more black sorrel? Because there's loads and we could get all of it now if we want. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, whoa, 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 whoa. let's not what? forget that we don't actually... Chet and Davey, sorry, you're about to wake up to some harsh truths, but I feel like we're all on the same team now. We don't actually want to help the cultists, right? So maybe we don't bring them all the sorrel to awaken. We're all on the same team. Presumably yeah. it's valuable, huh? though. We should have it. We should you definitely take the black sorrel. You don't want to... You don't want to complete the great work? Chet, Davey, why do you guys want to complete the great work? Do you even do know you what the great, work the great work is? What is the great work? Tell me right just... now, Chet, what the great work is. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. So what if it's like destroying the world or something? That's you guys been kidnapping people? Have you? Are you responsible for kidnapping the good people of? Let me check the name of this town again. Humperdale. Engelbert Humperdale. No. Good. Uh, chat's like, we've not been sent on a kidnap mission yet. Oh, <gasps> Chet. Now Chet. Now Chet. Chet. Do you not think that maybe in order? That one of their core tenants is kidnapping. Do not maybe think that's that's bad. Hey, look, like initiate initiates like you don't come along every day. Like it's you know, like it's a mysterious order. It's it's not like we can be like like big man pamphlet over here and be like, here's the reasons why the big blessed lady is so great. It's my wrestling <laughs> alter ego. Big man, big man, we, 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 you know, like it's hard to get people to sign up. Big so man on pamphlets. Some, sometimes. <laughs> You've got your inspiration back. <laughs> anyway, yeah, any, I, I can't. I, you're the only person who's used it, I think. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but if anyone had, they'd definitely have it back. But uh, like, you know, sometimes we just like 
oh, we just let them try it for a, a week or two. And like, sure, maybe we don't ask permission and we get them to try it. But like, it's a it's a good way of life. Like, I mean, why the did you sign up? Was good. I don't even the want stew, to finish. The stew was delicious. Right? Mm. And the tomatoes. What, what, what are good. do you do to the kidnap victims who don't want to join your cult? I don't know. Hmm. They, just, yeah, they get bundled again. into the little corridor behind the the back Please. room. The little corridor. The back okay, room. Okay, we've got to rescue those guys. All right, we're heading back there with this sorrel. Wait. Okay. Okay, but like, are you are you gonna give it to them or like what? What are we doing? Maybe right. we'll tell them we'll hand deliver Ooh, it to what the back are we room. Doing? Yeah. Hand deliver it to the back room. Get in there. As a squad. Yeah, I like that. Armfuls of black sorrel. Yeah. Or, I and mean, then... is there, could we make some fake black sorrel and then see what they do with it? Because if it's evil, then we don't want them to have the real stuff, do we? Um, mm. Just one one quick question. Uh, which, which, was it Davy that you were messaging with about Corazon? Dob. Uh, about Corazon? It was Chet, was it? It was, it was Chet. Okay. It was okay. Chet, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. In that case, Chet uh, is like, I'm going to hate myself for doing this, but I'm also going to hate myself if I don't. Listen, Whoa. two things. All right. Number one, I don't know what the great work is, but I know the Black Sorrel is important. If, if you do give it to them, then and you want to get back there and, I guess, stop it, then just giving it up, it's your ticket in there. Like, I don't see how you're going to get in any other way. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. That makes and sense. The plan stands. The second thing, uh, he grabs Corazon by the front of his shirt and gives him a big smooch. Whoa! <laughs> and throws him back. And it's like, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. I put my arm around Egbert and I say, What am I, chopped liver? I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo! I thought we had something, Chet. I thought we had I'm something so special. Egbert, don't feel bad. This happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, his... Yeah, it's kind of hot. I know. I mean, you know, I mean, you are too, like, look at you. Look at you. You're, you're so you're powerful. Sm- you're, you're literally smoking. I just, you know, I, I, I am that. I, I am Chet, my man. That is a hot mess, and I, I love it. Chet, my man. Now is not the time. All right, we're on a quest. No, you're right. Try and control yourself. Okay. All right. You're I right. I do up one of my. Buttons. Just see if he provides for you, like <laughs> I can provide for you, Chet. Hey, no, I don't. No, I don't want anyone fighting over me. Come on. <laughs> What I like most about Corazon saying now is not the time is that it absolutely implies there's a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not now, but there's a time. Okay, so if we take this freaking love hexagon <laughs> going on here. <laughs> oh, um, write Chet de Baena like he's been writing it idly. Yeah. In his, yeah. Just trying it out. Yeah, just trying it out. <laughs> Seeing what it looks like in his trying handwriting. Putting on his exercise book. I love it. I love it. Guys, okay. please, I think I can do a little better than Chet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just debut or nothing. Okay. Not oh. No, that's, that's correct. Um, okay. So if we if we have the black sorrel in our do. hands, it, yes. like it's like a sort of mushroomy fungusy thing, right? No, it's no, the, the stuff that the was growing underneath. The, growing the, it. the the mushroomy fungus. Okay. So black sorrel is a real plant. Right. Like okay. It's... So so here's what I'm thinking. We take it in there. But before we like hand it over, we, I don't know, Egbert just sort of like fires it, snuffs it out of existence so that they can't do any damage, but we do get in. 
I mean, that's fine, but yeah, we, we need to get into the room first. So yeah, we're yeah, offering yeah. to hand deliver it in. Yeah. I can de- I can destroy it immediately if, yeah. that's, if that's necessary. We're entitled to hand deliver it in because we did the hard work. I might so just I eat it. I might just eat it. I'm still hungover. It might settle my stomach. Oh, it's one of those hangovers where you just got to eat everything. Yeah, right. You just, like, you just got to okay. eat like, all the salt in the, in the Dead Sea. Yeah. So the contingency, enough. the contingency, as always, I'll take care is Egbert eats, eats it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I'll take care okay. of it. I mean, it's fine. Careful, was it at the point where you saw everyone? the demon spreading his dung over them that you decided you just had to eat it, Egbert? <laughs> everything needs to be fertilized, my dude. Everything needs to be fertilized. Um, you, uh, needless to say, uh, proceed back through the wooden corridor, back into the original cave. Oh yes, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh no, okay, yes. Let, let's get into that corridor. Oh my god, the wooden... I'm proceeding through the corridor. Oh yeah. Through the corridor. Oh. I'm just walking oh, straight to the back cave. In the cave. Uh, I took the other route that was just a cave. Back in the cave. <laughs> yes. Good. Love That's that corridor. Perfect. Wait a minute, why am I in San Francisco? No, of course not. No, no, you went, Sorry, you went the wrong way. It was left. It was left at the corridor. The wooden corridor is treacherous. Um, one, one way is, one way is the, the cavern next to uh, to Humberdale. Uh, the other way is San Francisco. That may have been the hum- Humberdale Bridge that you saw. Yeah, that was the Humberdale yes, Bridge. There we go. Yes, I took the wrong turn. If you're going to San Francisco, Humberdale. Be sure to avoid the cultists who are kidnapping people. Anyway, sorry, I didn't bag an extra 10 minutes to sing. Um, you uh, return to the cave um, and um, Miss Ashridge uh, sees you and goes, <gasps> and runs forward and is like, my God, you, you're back so soon. Yeah, you ever see this much black sorrel? Cha-ching! <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Guess who killed the uh, guard thing? The Bulbasaur. The Bulbasaur. Guess who killed it? Corazon killed it. Me. I say truthfully. Oh, kill Steely, kill Corazon. Little Steely goodness. himself. Little kill Steely. <laughs> she... But I have bad news. Chet's not she, into she... me. Chet's not into me. Um, She puts her hand on your shoulder and sort of like, her thumb like reassuringly rubs your collarbone. She's like, that's okay. I mean... Have you thought about Wills? Just saying. Anyway. He's up um, for anything from what I can tell. I need a rebound. And that's his prerogative, actually. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he's yeah. allowed. I think that's be into fine. It. So, um, uh, she actually turns around and goes, ah, Polo. And you hear a man go, yes. She goes, it was a Beulazau. And he goes, ha, you owe me a drink. It's like, we didn't know what it was, but we knew it was bad. Uh, and you know what? Uh, turns out we could count on you. Thank you. That is really great. Um, I don't think you realize how much this means to me and to indeed all of us uh, and to the Blessed Lady, because with this, I truly believe we can complete the great work. Well, incredible news. There is a way you can pay us back. We would love the honor of hand delivering this Black Sorrel. Mm. Yes, what a treat I've got that would armfuls be. of the stuff. Look, yeah. I've got all these armfuls. I'd like to ceremonially place it yeah, uh, in a, the location to which it should be placed. As yeah. Presumably through that door. As are a you, druid, I would like to see the process. Are you kidding me? I would like nothing more than for you to come and see. Hey, what a, I mean, what a good What story. am I? Am I so unkind as to deny 
the people who have slain the Bulazal and got us the Black Sorrel to complete the great work? Am I going to turn you no. out in the chamber? Well, technically, no. technically, only one of us slayed the Bulazal, but I, I'd like to bring uh, these guys along with me. Indeed, so. you must. You must bring all of your retinue with you. I'm of course, sure of course. they did. Retinue. They did. They did possibly useful things while you were slaying the Bulazal. I made a I net know. out of all that rope. You know that rope you gave us. Yeah. Make sure you don't skimp on the rope in Q4. Oh, oh, oh you did use it. Oh, oh yeah. That's great because I wouldn't have been able to issue any more if you hadn't. Well, that's good. <laughs> glad we well, glad we've you know made what? sure. Chet, Davy, you're coming too. Um, the the boys have sort of come over and they're like they they move excitedly, being like oh oh they're like no not not you, the boys. Mm. Not you. Will's actually, Will's can Will's can come. Um, and she uh, turns uh, and it's like we must hasten, hasten. We must hasten. move with haste. We Indeed. must haste. <laughs> um, and she starts to lead you um, back uh, into the cave, um, in, into the back of the cave. Rather, there is an excited murmuring as people are like it can't be. They did it. The black soul. The, the great work. The great work will be completed. Um, she leads you towards the uh, the two guards in full plate uh, who are guarding the, the the corridor to the secret uh, back room of uh, this this whole cave complex. Uh, pleasingly, the two plate guards just stand aside as if it's the most normal thing in the world. Seeing Miss Ashridge, they're like, "Yep, in you go, everyone." You walk in, um, and you see the following things. It opens out onto a large chamber. Um, there is sort of a, uh, a naturally formed slope coming down from the, the end of this corridor. Uh, and in the room, uh, you see a very large alchemist station, much, much bigger than the one you saw um, in the rest of the cave where people were doing sort of all sorts of, you know, grinding and, and, and brewing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you see a large uh, metal cage in which sit a lot of townsfolk people uh, who look despondent uh, and they're trying to comfort each other the best as best they can but all in all they uh, seem to be doing quite badly they are very you know naturally concerned about their fates um, and against the far wall you see uh, rows of tanks and these tanks are empty but these tanks are also very familiar to you. Whoa! Uh-oh, tanks. I know who the tanks are. I know who the lady is. Egbert clone tanks. Uh-oh. So as you walk into the room, she is she is leading you kind of imperiously on toward the alchemist station and says, yes, of course, you know, the great work, it's, it's difficult uh, because of course before we tried growing we tried growing them from scratch, but that simply took too long. And of course, you're aware of what happened in the last facility. I mean, uh, we don't know what, I mean, the whole batch was ruined and, and, and everyone in the building was much the worse for wear. Um, but lots but, of uh, sandwiches, as I recall. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard about the sandwiches. sandwiches <laughs> yes, the sandwiches. It was, it was some kind of powerful sandwich romantic. It was strange in. and terrible, but then the lady had a flash of inspiration. She thought, well, if we just derive a serum, then we can just inject people and speed up the process. If all of the musculature is already there, then the changes will come over them, of course. So um, anyway, um, 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 uh, 
Adelius, Adelius, Adelius. You'll never guess. They did it. And she sort of gestures um, in like to, towards all of you. Um, and uh, he says, my goodness, the great work. We can complete it. We must inform the lady. The scrying pool, now. Um, hold up, hold up. What if you inform the lady after the job is done? Wouldn't you rather present whoever the lady is with a, a fait accompli, a, a job a job well done? Won't you be more impressed with that? Uh, make me a charisma persuasion check, please. Make it good, Dob. That is 19. Yeah! Yes! I rolled a 17. Um, uh, so, uh, Miss Ashridge, whose first name is Serafina, by the way. Maybe I'll just call her Serafina, because yeah. then I won't, no, I won't the say Ashridge ass anymore. No. Um, or, um, uh, she kind of nods and goes, hmm, there is wisdom in that. Um, stop that. Stop that. There is a, a large silver uh, bowl um, in the middle of the room, just in front of the tanks which uh, seems to constitute some form of scrying pool. It's full of water. And above it is a very large piece of metal, which has been burnished to a, a fine finish. So basically, if somebody were to activate the scrying pool, that would be reflected. Everyone could see whoever it is they might be calling. Any, any road, they're like, well, this is your moment. Hand it over. I say... You, you know what? <laughs> this is one of... This is one of... This is one of just so many moments for all of you. I'm so glad you decided to join. You shall be the first to inject. <laughs> oh, what a treat. Whoa. Oh, the honor is too great. I can't... All right. You've earned it. You've earned it. All of you, you've earned it. Uh, so, where's, where's the sorrel right now? Who's got it? Uh, I think Egbert said I'm, he had arms, got armfuls, armfuls, arms, fulls. Am, am, am I dumping it into something to? It, would that create the serum? Is that what we're talking about? Here? No, we're talking about. So there is a cauldron sort of bubbling away, mm. but uh, the 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 sort of alchemist is beckoning and being like, because uh, he's he's got a pestle and mortar. I think he wants to grind it up fine first. Okay, oh. Egbert, destroy that, Sorrel. Blame, blame, blame that. I, I, I've, got, I would, I've got another plan. What are you all saying? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a new plan. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to see this serum exist. Why? Why? So that we can always make more experts if this one dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give him the sorrel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one down the line. Yeah, play right. this one down the line for the moment. We've got time. What difference? Does I it agree. Make? I concur. We've got time to see this stuff pestle and mortared yeah. up. Okay. Um, I'm going to give him the sorrel for the moment. Yeah. While this is happening, I would like to just discreetly palm a dagger and press it into the hand of Davy and give him a significant look, as if to say, "When the time comes, <laughs> kill he yourself." Looks, he, he, looks, <laughs> he looks at you and goes, "Oh." I would like to save a bullet for yourself. I would like to give Chet a significant look. <laughs> <laughs> and but a no dagger. dagger, but no, no, just a <laughs> no dagger, just a significant, yeah, a it, significant it, look, as if to say, no dagger for you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, you know, the the air between you is is like pulsating, like wow. it is, it's electric. like it's electric. You Sorry, a bit of thunder wave came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, so, yeah, all right. Then you hand over the sorrel. Uh, they carefully convey uh, all of it into sort of a, a pre-prepared sort of uh, jar, big sort of big old jar. And then they take out three little sprigs of it. Um, and a guy gets a pestle and mortar and starts grinding it into a, a sort of a fine paste. Um, the whole room is watching. Um like using a pestle and mortar is suddenly a competitive sport. <laughs> uh, again, you could cut the tension in here with a knife, and it's not—it's not just uh, Corazon's powerful um, <laughs> romantic energy going on. Everyone is really excited. Um, uh, the alchemist takes the 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 mortar. No, which one's the pestle? And which one? That's the mortar, isn't it? Yeah, that's the pestle. Mm -hmm. Okay. He takes a deep sniff and goes, <laughs> "It's better than I hoped." This will work. Uh, a cheer goes up as mm -hmm. he um, as he goes in and smears like you know, sort of uses his fingers like a spatula and throws uh, the black sorrel into the brew and starts to stir it. Um, I run towards the brew. I grab the cauldron, drink all of it, and hopefully become ultra Egbert. <laughs> Well, like and subscribe if you enjoyed this. <laughs> Sorry, one second. Hold on. Really oh, no. oh no, Egbert. Oh, I no. believe the words you used, Egbert, were play it down the line. Play it down the line. Johnny's left now. Down oh, no. the line. Down the line. Oh, um, we needed more. Okay. <laughs> Do we think Egbert's kidney is in this room, by the way? Sidebar. Is yeah. Do you think Egbert's kidney is part of It's one way to get it back in the system. Yeah, kind Let's go. Of. Let's get Egbert's kidney back inside Egbert. I'm going to drink the whole thing. I am okay. parched. Let me take um, out the dehydration from all that drinking I did yesterday. Make me a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that just a d20? Uh, yes, and then add your constitution modifier. If you have <laughs> proficiency in con saving throws and you can add your proficiency by please add whatever you can <laughs> um i am going to <laughs> chug, chug. I, i'm going to use inspiration because i rolled a four um so let me uh so my uh constitution is not one of my skills oh um but i got I can't stop laughing. right i'm rolling again okay i have such a weak constitution <laughs> 15 plus two okay. um that's me using my inspiration, so yeah. Yeah, that is, okay, good. Uh, yes, you pass, um, and you become... Huge. <laughs> Mega Swole. Egbert. Megbert. There is... So like little Egbert's burst out of his arms and legs? No, or? I just become oh, extremely hench. You're a second head. Yeah. He's you know what? Out. Here's what happens. Um... <laughs> Nothing that changes the character art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Egbert kind of you can like change looks, character art, John. Egbert looks at his palms and he suddenly throws them out uh, and from the center of his palms starts sprouting little tiny Egberts. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God. Oh, no. Uh, this is not birth. what I expected to happen. <laughs> like, if you, oh. if you have ever... Um, seen the mummers play Adventure Time. <laughs> that time when Princess Bubblegum realizes she can shoot candy beans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that but Egbert's. I'm going wow. to roll a d100 now. <laughs> oh, How many wow. hundreds of I have Egberts? so many questions about the biology of a dragonborn, but that's where the babies come out. <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> oh, okay. Egbert, uh, you have spawned 37 mini Egberts. Right. Wow. Um, for the purposes of... Uh, no, actually, so... Um, you start spewing out mini Egberts, and at first people are like, Stop him! Stop him! And you hear someone go, the scrying pool, the scrying pool. And then suddenly all the shouts of stop him cease. Uh, and you hear people say, the chosen one. He is the chosen one. The chosen one. And people uh, start chanting the chosen one, the chosen one, <laughs> the chosen one, just as a scrying pool. Um, Boots, boots up. <laughs> By our screen. Drops a six C chord. Um, and I got after to destroy a water. What? On the scrying pool. Why? So to the, try and so stop the, Yeah, she doesn't see what's going on. Knowing. That's a good plan. That's a oh, solid plan. I like okay. it. Okay. Um, solid. You see. So, uh, very briefly, uh, destroy water. Does do you need to roll for that? Or does that just happen? Uh, I think that just happens, right? Just, just happens. The scrying pool and its attendant mirror briefly uh, come to life, and uh, true enough, you see the face of Liliana. <gasps> okay, before it disappears, <laughs> I'm just like, in your face, Liliana. <laughs> she, indeed, she basically says, ah, uh, you're calling. Has the great work been... <laughs> Swivel on, <laughs> um, on it, lady! <laughs> <laughs> she manages to get out the words kill that before <laughs> sort that out. Is that better? Yeah, there we go. It's a bit better. Somehow I'm casting a shadow on a green screen. It's quite impressive. Um, she manages to shout kill that before the... Um, before There's no the, way of the, knowing what she was going the to water. say. <laughs> Liliana, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, the water is destroyed and the connection is severed. Um, you heard, you heard her, everyone. Kill the tanks. Yeah, smash them up. That must be it. Yeah. It's fine. I can take she care of this. Very clear. Is that I, what she the, said? Is that what she said? The Pretty chosen sure. one would know. The chosen know. one will know. Chosen one, tell chosen us. Chosen one. What, interpret the blessed lady's words. Destroy the tanks. Free the townspeople. Yes. Yes. All is well. Chosen one. Chosen one. Chosen one. Chosen one. Chosen one. Hey, chosen, um, chosen, yes. chosen one. Chosen one. Make make these fools give up my book babies and also my orb baby. Yes, my child. Yeah, where are the books and the orbs? Find Please. the book chosen babies one. and the orb. Restore them unto me. The what? dedicated follower requires. Have the you what? seen it? Have you seen some ambulatory books? Yeah. Recently? And a really fast roly demonic. Are we in the wrong cave? Orb. <laughs> the they are sort of they're paying attention but they're like um um uh uh while reaching um into various crates and and you know sort of uh into into bags and getting out sort of crowbars and hammers and things they're like uh no oh well oh. dang it somewhere else I don't... my search Sorry, continues um, with a re with a resigned sigh i strap on the papoose open it up and gesture at all of the baby eggbits <laughs> With a resigned sigh, 37? 
<laughs> baby Egberts go form a little Egbert pyramid. <laughs> and one by one, they get in there. It's quite cute. They're sort of holding on to one another. They try and uh. amalgamate themselves into a vague approximation of Egbert's form. <laughs> so there's a little arm coming out of each armhole, and they've got little Egbert legs. Wow. Well, we can't keep these, though. We're going to have to put them in a sack and throw them in the river. <laughs> what? <laughs> My sons! Um, the... I'll die before that happens. My Max. Max could, can have them. <laughs> could I just get a charisma persuasion check, please, from, I guess, who, whomever it is who is doing the, the most please, please destroy the tanks persuasion. Well, it's me. Oh, I, I, I assume I have some kind of benefit. You're in charge around here, chosen one benefit here. Yes, you're rolling it at, on an advantage. I'm rolling at disadvantage. Okay, all right. I'm going to roll. That is an... Uh, wait, is it charisma? Uh, yeah, charisma persuasion. Okay, that is an eight plus a three for an eleven. I rolled a ten. Good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Free those the, townsfolk. What are you waiting for? The chosen um, one has spoken. The uh, so um, Seraphina Ashridge, uh, like hefting a, a really big old warhammer, like like it ain't no thing. Yeah, you didn't like. You're like, damn, she's got core strength. Uh, she turns to because forget I... Chet. Look at this. Who could forget Chet? <laughs> Chet's... He's already forgotten. He chose someone else. I okay, cast well... an appreciative glance at Seraphina. He could. He could have um, had the chosen Chet's one. Easy. <laughs> uh, Carry on. Seraphina's like, I, I knew you'd be good for this community, and she swings a hammer and smashes a tank. Uh, Chet. Um, whether motivated by jealousy or just just love smashing stuff, drop kicks through and a tank like, <laughs> in and out. Um, Wills is is uh, just looking for someone to kiss, like for the love of God, already. Oh, we so, all. Like, it's, Aren't it's we all the, kiss one of the small eggments. <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah, Wills is what? at the top of the eggbook pyramid, picking up each one and giving it a tender kiss. <laughs> Putting it in the papoose, and then, but he is making sure that Dob sees this. Um, <laughs> oh my god! It's, this is a convoluted old web. Anyway, um, there is uh, like just a frenzy of smashing tanks and then sweeping up glass and making everything shipshape and and refilling the the scrying tank and be like, well, um, we'll uh, we'll give her the night off. Maybe we'll see what the great what what the blessed lady wants tomorrow. I guess. Uh, order is very slowly and gently restored to this this cave complex. All of the townspeople are indeed uh, let go. Um, and Johnny, yes. Um, amidst all the destruction, as the sort of stuff's being like knocked over, and while no one's paying attention to old Dob, uh, I guess except apart from the thirty-six ch children, thirty-seven. <laughs> I may have lost one. Um, uh, uh, the middle child. You've overlooked them. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, can I can I sidle up to what remains of the scrying uh, thing yep. and just just sort of have a look at it, figure out how it works. Like note, note down the wanna, phone number. I kind of want to know if there's anything that I can take away. Drop of drop of moisture, fragment of mirror. I that that's incredible. Yes. Uh, you look in the bottom of the basin. Uh, there is a single hair. Right, I pocket it. A single blonde hair. 
Yeah, right. great. Nice. Uh, um, and basically, the uh, the community is like, "Thank you so much." I don't. I, what we would have done without without the chosen one. Um, it is. It is. I'm. We are all sure that he is. He's going to do great things. His destiny I'm, is is far greater than than this enormous cave complex of kidnap. Well, of course, the chosen one can't continue his great work without your tithes. Of course. So if I'm just going to pass the collection plate around, if you would just like to, uh, whatever you can give. But oh, do remember, will. with a will. Do remember that the more you give, the more salvation you will get from the greater the, the works. Yes, of course. We we shall give you a third of what is in the the enormous guarded treasure cave. Um, Make they, a half. We shall give you. We shall give you half. They give you half of what is in the enormous, heavily guarded treasure cave, and they sort of then bundle you out the door, wow. just in case you do financially ruin them. As we um, leave, I, I'm like uh, Serafina. That was that was pretty great. You you doing anything later? I mean, I I suppose I shall see what the great lady wishes of me. Oh, okay. Um, All right, Chet. We're back on. <laughs> <laughs> Chet's like, I don't know, man. You're fickle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right. Um, I look instinct, at Chet, Chet and go, look at but, what you could have won. Chet walks off, sort of kicking at weeds, uh, not oh, weeds, at yeah. rocks. He's in a cave, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, Serafina is just like, hey, the, you know, the great work it, it must continue with. If uh, if the blessed lady is to achieve total domination over Geth, then then the army must rise, of course. Cool. Yeah, we'll look after that. We'll look after the army. We'll take of care course. of it. Of course, you will. You are the chosen one, after mm. all. Mm. Um, they wave you a very fond farewell as you leave with a massive pile of gold and um, 37 like Egbert babies. <laughs> some hurts, but also 37 Egbert babies. Uh, and as you Are emerge... Are going to feed these 37 Egbert mouths? I don't know. I'm back but... on the gin because I feel, <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad again now about my lost children. Yeah. As you emerge blinking into the sunlight, uh, you find uh, there is an orb <laughs> sat on the grass. <laughs> And next to it uh, are two uh, sentient, terrifying books. Oh my oh. god, I'm so mad at you! That are wriggling so on their backs. They're bad just books. rolling in the grass. Bad, like, bad book babies. Um, they, they, they see you, and they're so overjoyed to see you. Their, their bookmarks are waggling, oh. and like their horrible, like leather eldritch tongues are like rasping layers of skin off your shit. Immediately forgive them. Yeah. For being um, bad books. And so um, after uh, like a, a very strange night and a day and some thunderous hangovers and um, a somewhat serendipitous uh, sabotage attempt, the sun starts to set on um, a group of adventurers uh, standing around uh, a tiefling warlock who is rolling around on the ground with a couple of evil books <laughs> and a strange sentient black hole. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Thank you, Johnny, for another awesome Oxventure. Yes! I loved that one. You were all on fire. <laughs> that was so much fun. That was uh, great. Thank you, everyone, Super for watching. Fun. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for some yes. more live D&D. And yeah. we'll see you again soon. Thanks Bye. for watching. Thanks, Hope you enjoyed Thanks, this Thanks, chaotic adventure. <laughs> 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 what?
lot to say about <laughs> Sector Appeal Part 2. I have watched this episode back a couple of times now, and it is in my top five. It's streams. very good, isn't my it? My top I mean, five Oxventure D&D streams. The whole the thing was, yeah. was hilarious. And one of Egbert's big moments, I would say, <laughs> towards the end of this episode, um, think about some of the things that you do in D&D is that you're never quite sure if they're going to come off and you have to do a bit of setup. And I think the setup for this one was was getting close to the serum mm. and um you never want to you never want to like railroad your own party into doing things but i desperately wanted egbert to get near enough to the serums that he could just sort of elbow everyone out the way and go and drink the whole I'm lot i'm imagining egbert just sort of like very gradually sidestepping towards yeah. the serum He's got if a there plan. were a visual it would be egbert inching closer to the serum i didn't realize you were biding your time so you you always had designs on on maybe chucking back that serum i wouldn't say always but obviously when i when i heard um that this is a dangerous serum that shouldn't be allowed to exist. You were like, I'm Egbert's having that. solution is like, well, d- then put it in my tummy where it can't do any harm to anyone other than potentially me. But what I didn't know was what Johnny's result would be. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe if I drank it, I'd become like a super powerful Egbert, like a, a 14 foot tall, like... Because if the Egbert. serum is to make things more Egbert-like, yeah. and you, Egbert, drank the Egbertifying serum, you would become Egbert Double squared. Double Egbert, yeah. yeah. Exactly, Egbert squared. Exactly, that's maths. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but apparently Johnny's solution was for Egbert to gain the ability to shoot Dragonborn out of his hands. Yeah, yeah, which... yeah, yeah. To just like asexually procreate, create more <laughs> Egberts like the frogs in Jurassic Park or something. Exactly. Yeah. Life finds a... Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's the joy of collaborative storytelling, isn't it, right? I had one thing in my head and Johnny had something completely different. pure as well, the role-playing approach. You were channeling your character in that you mm. didn't have a specific plan for what would happen or a specific hope for what would happen. You were just like, I know this is what Egbert would do and yeah. I think I should do it. So that's good. It was fun. And those baby dragonborns hung out for a while, didn't they? Baby um, dragonborns. They they yeah. exist they they exist in canon for a bit and then they they go away. And I'm still not entirely clear on what happened to them in the end. We should probably have a talk about that. Maybe they all went and like went to Dragonborn College and yeah. you know, just went their own way. They're living their own lives. <laughs> they don't need Egbert anymore. They were cute while they lasted. Yeah, little, absolutely. Little dragonborns. But I'm sorry, everything is a distraction from like the big smooching um, yes. with Chet and Corazon and the yeah. love triangle with Chet and Dob and Egbert <laughs> and Davy and Wills. And as much as it's high school melodrama, it's also like they're kind of frat boys. They're also kind of surfer dudes, the way Johnny does that accent. Mm. But also they're cultists that kidnap local people to try and convert them. Yeah, so but no one's hands are bag. clean in Dungeons and Dragons. No, we've, that's true. We've murdered quite a lot Everyone's of people, but we still think we're good compromised. people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hugely. That's true. That's true. Um, and sometimes I, you get a little spooch as well. I, the brilliance of Johnny, obviously, is that uh, he's able to blend all those things so expertly and have it all mm. still make sense. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of other GMs um, would be, you know, wouldn't be so comfortable with kind of smushing all those tropes together and all those kind of influences and things yeah and maybe i i don't know maybe maybe would take the the world and the universe a bit more seriously but i i really love the balance that johnny strikes between 
you know the the kind of more traditional fantasy stuff and the and the stuff that matters and the emotional you know moments with just stuff that is utterly ludicrous like setting an entire high school melodrama inside a cave full of cultists also i'm not sure we'd have to consult with johnny but i don't know how much of the smoochy melodrama he had actually planned for i think that was some energy some very specific energy that yeah. we collectively brought it's like a ouija board you never really know who's moving the glass around exactly do you? thank you D is exactly a ouija board and you don't mm. know who's moving the glass <laughs> i love that i love that so much um if you haven't watched the video then i know you're here to listen to the audio but i, I can recommend that you go and watch the moment where egbert does chug back the serum <laughs> because everyone is so surprised and appalled in their own specific ways that you can see all five different reactions in our little video windows when mm. the moment comes and that's quite fun and because it was a premiere because it was a live stream you can watch the live <laughs> chat replay where everyone in the chat responds like, to OMG, what happens yeah. so i can i can thoroughly recommend that as well honestly like as a as a dnd player i i live for those those sort of moments where you have a moment to just completely surprise everyone and you know i think so much of of dnd can end up being like planning and it's like well we could do this and we could do that and there are all these all these competing plans sometimes it's fun to go completely off book and, and do something that just surprises everyone there's a strong chaotic good moment mm. yes in as much as i understand what it means to be chaotic good that is how i understand chaotic good yeah. Be. The intentions were pure. It was it's well just intentioned the, and the... it was utterly chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing lawful about what you did. <laughs> no. What else is happening? What's happening this weekend? Well, you already mentioned that you yep. are racing your car we're in a video extra. game. Outside with extra, yeah. Luke and Ellen. And there'll be more Resident Evil Village coming very soon, I imagine, to outside Xbox. I expect so. Uh, because it's exactly our thing. And mm. there's lots more video juice to be wrung out of it. Mm. Andy did a, an excellent feature about why you should play it. So if you were on the fence about playing it, there is a video on our... Yes channel handily explaining why you should it's very much a review which we don't do very often but in outside xbox style it is a seven things list video um yeah andy gives it his full endorsement 10 thumbs up for sure i wanted to make a video that's like seven ways lady d is everything we hope for and more but i haven't i simply haven't had the time yet maybe we'll get there and yeah andy's back next week so maybe we'll do some more with resident evil yeah. village sounds good Cool. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Have you got anything else? Oh, wait, no. I do have more. I have more. Go to store.outsidexbox yes, and that. check out the extremely fine Blades in the Dark merch. There is a t-shirt. There is a poster with a very fine crew portrait on it. Pin badge. And there's a pin, a beautiful coppery colored pin mm. for Astor Interventions, Astor Industries, the company of Edvard's greatest rival. Yeah. What's the current status of M. Chanel's Miracle Elixir water bottles? Are they on are they sale? Oh, they're are sold they? out. No, they're, they're currently sold out. sold out, so forget about those. <laughs> there's, no, there's no chance of getting your hands on one of those extremely rare and precious water bottles, but we'll let you know when they come yeah. back and come back around. And they will eventually. You just can't keep them in stock. They're so popular. People love drinking yeah. water. I don't know anyone who doesn't like drinking water. I don't love drinking water. I mean, I'll do it. I couldn't, set to, <laughs> you couldn't tell you stop. I love drinking water. There's not much to it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well... 
That's everything from your Expensure D&D podcast for one more time. Come on back next week when we will be revisiting the next up in our Expensure D&D live stream series. Corn Ultimatum, I believe, is the next one. Which is the Corn Ultimatum. Well done. Did you know that off the top of your head? No, I have it on the screen in front of me, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should have said yes. No one would know. Jane, I I can barely remember anything Egbert has done without referring to a reference guide. I can't remember what I have done in the last 24 hours. So, yeah, take a photo of your arcade cabinet so I can put it on the outside Xbox Instagram account and stuff. So do that. And then people who are wondering what it looks like can have a look at it. Absolutely. All right. Cool. All right. See you next time then. Bye. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you.